Rosh Hashanah Daf Lamed, we last started the fourth perek of Masechet Rosh Hashanah, discussing that if Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbat, we don't blow the shofar. Rabbi Yohanan Zakai was mitaken that anywhere there's a betin that they blow on Shabbat. Rabbi Lazar said that's Dafkan Yevne, and Hachamim told them that that's everywhere. And with that, we're starting the last line of Kaftet Amud Bet. We're quoting from the Mishnah. Amrulo Ehad Yevne, Vehad Kol Makom Betin. Hachamim told Rabbi Lazar anywhere. There's a betin, the that you blow the shofar even on Shabbat. And Amar Avuna, and now we're on top of Lam Ramud Aleph, Ve'im betin. Betin has to be over there watching all this. So the Gemara says, My Ve'im betin, what does that mean? Bifne betin, la fukeshelo bifne betin de lo. It has to be in front of the betin, they have to be watching. This way no one carries anything uh, outside of betin. If they're not there watching, no. Mativ Rava, so Rava has a question of Huna. We learned in the Mishnah, Ve'od zot ha'ita Yushalem Yavne. Yushalem had one extra step up over Yavne that people would blow anywhere close to Yushalayim. They would, uh, they would uh, blow the shofar over there. My ve'od zot. So what's that extra step? If it's exactly what we understood in the Mishnah, that anywhere that could see Yushalayim or anywhere close to Yushalayim, then zot miba'ile, it should say zot. This is one step extra or Yushalayim over Yavne. Not and this. What's that extra vi'od and? Ela di Yerushalayim tok'in yehidin and tok'in yehidin. Rather, you have to say in Yerushalayim, every private person would blow on Shabbat, and Yavne, they, would, they wouldn't blow privately. That Rather, it would have to be the shalih betin. Ubiyavne and tok'in yehidin. So the Gemara asks us a question. What do you mean? And Yavne didn't blow the shofar privately? V'hak yatar Yitzhak bar Yosef Amar. When Rav Yitzhak bar Yosef came, he said, Ki mesayim shalihadat siburat ki'ab yavne. When the shalih tzibur would finish blowing the shofar in yavne on Shabbat, lo shama inishkal une mikal teko'ayad yehida'eh. No one would be able to hear anything in his ears because of all the yehidim, the private blowings of the shofar that was going around. And by the way, Tosfot explains that Davka, people who didn't hear the shofar, because once you heard the shofar, you can't blow a shofar anymore. And bottom line is, you see that in Yavne, private people even blew on Shabbat. So how's that over Yerushalayim? Elalav, rather you have to say that Yerushalayim took in Yerushalayim, you'd blow on Shabbat, ben bizman betin, whether it's the time where betin is sitting there or judging the first six hours in the day, or ben shalom bizman betin, or they're not uh, sitting in betin, they already went home. But if the betin already left, then no blowing the shofar on Shabbat. Okay, during the time the betin is sitting, they blow the shofar. Even not in front of betin. So that's a problem of Rav Huna. You only blow in front of betin. The Gemara says, no. He understands it differently. Anyone can blow whatever they want. In front of their face. And that's how Rav Huna would explain it. Now, so some say that uh, where that whole hiluk that of Ravuna in front of Betin, not in front of Betin, on a different time. During the time of the they blow the shofar in Yom Kippur everywhere. So every person has to blow the shofar. And you have to blow it with the Betin. So the Gemara asks, my Betin, what does that mean? Stigma explains, Bizman Betin, Lafukeshelo Bizman Betin. Dafka, when Betin is sitting, to come tell me that if Betin is not sitting, you don't blow the shofar. So Mativ Rava, Rava has a question on Ravuna. Tekiat Rosh Shana Veyovel Dohat Shabbat Begvudin. 
Ish ubeto. We have a brayta that says the blowing of the shofar on Shana Yovel pushes the Shabbat even outside of Yerushalayim. Every person, my ish ubeto. What does that mean? Every person and his family. Ilema ish veishto. If it's a person and his wife, itetami mehayva is a lady hayav in shofar on Shana Yovel. It's a positive mitzvah that has to do with time. Any positive mitzvah has to do with time. They don't have to do it. And same thing with shofar. You have to say what's ish beto. Ish bebeto. Every person in his house has to blow the shofar. Even when there's no betin, you still got to blow. You only blow by yourself when there's a betin, like Ravuna explained. So, Mati Rav Sheshat, Rav Sheshana has a question of Ravuna. Shavea Yovel Roshana. Yovel and Roshana are equal. It's Kiablo and Shafar, the Brachot, Nine Brachot and Amida. Ela, the difference is Sheba Yovel, Tokain ben Bebetin, Shekichubo at the Hodesh. They blow the Shafar, whether it's a Betin of 71 who make Kadesh the Hodesh, Ben Bebetin, Shelokichubo at the Hodesh, or they didn't. And number two, Vichol Yahid, Vichid, Hayalit Ka. Every private person has to blow the Shafar. Vibroshana. If it came out on Shabbat, lo you took in a betin, the Davka blow in betin, the big betin Yushalayim, the Shekichu bought the Hodesh, the one that were the Mekadesh the Hodesh. Number two, the end call Yahid Bahid, Hayalit Kar, not every person has to blow privately. Now, my end call Yahid Bahid, Hayalit Kar. So, what does that mean? Not every private person has to blow Shafar Shana. Ilimad, by your veil, took in Yahidin over Shana and took in Yahidin. If you come to me, then your veil, every private person blows in Nan Shana. When the would finish blowing in Yavne, everyone you wouldn't be able to hear their ears from the the private shofar blowings from everyone. So obviously they did blow. You have to explain the ilu bayovel tokain ben bizman betin ben shelo bizman betin. They would the private people would blow whether it's during the time of where betin is watching or not. You could only blow during the time of betin shelo bizman betin. If the betin's not there, lo you can't blow privately. Now, the Brayta says, whether it's the time of Betin or not, and that's a problem on Rav Huna, who said that on Yovel, you could only blow when Betin's watching. The Gemara says, you could blow when Betin's watching. This is what it means. During on Yovel, during the time of Betin, you could blow privately. Ben bifne Betin, Ben shelo bifne Betin, wherever you want, in front of Betin, not in front of Betin. However, Beroshana Tokain, you could blow privately. Bizman Betin, bifne Betin, during while Dafka Betin is in office during that first six hours of the day, and Dafka in front of their face. And Itamar Nami was also said, Amar Bihya Bar Gamda, Amar Biosi Ben Shaul, Amar Bi En Tokain. Private people cannot blow at home on Yom Kippur and Yovel. Ella calls Manche Betin Yoshvini. It has to be Dafka during the time Betin is sitting. And the question asks the question Ba'erebizera. Nina'aru la'amod. Betin is about to finish. It's about, they're about uh, one minute left. Vilamdu didn't uh, stand up. They were about to stand up and sit down. They stand there for a couple extra minutes. Mao. What's the halacha? Betin Yoshvini. They have to be actually sitting. Can they are sitting, and you could blow. Odilma zman betin ba'inan. So it's twelve o one. It's not eleven fifty nine and veleka, and it's not the exact time, and you can't blow anymore. Take all, and the gemara has no answer. Now going back to the mishnah. 
And Yerushalayim had one extra step over Yavne that anyone who could see here uh, and is close enough within Tchum Shabbat to Yerushalayim, they can blow privately and the Gemara goes slowly. Ro'ah has a see Yerushalayim, Prat Le'oshevet Benachal. So if it's in a valley by the river and they can't see Yerushalayim on top, they can't uh, blow Shofar privately. Shomat, if they can hear Yerushalayim, Prat Le'oshevet Benachal, meaning if, it's, if that city is on top of a mountain, Yerushalayim is lower than it, and it can't hear Yerushalayim, then it, then it can't uh, blow privately. Krova, if it's closer, Prat Le'oshevet Chutzat Home, if it's outside of 2,000 Amod, Vichola Lavo, and it can be able to come... Uh, walking to Yerushalayim, Prat Lemavsik Lanahara. If there's a river blocking, then uh, it's not counted part of Yerushalayim. Next Mishnah. Barishona Hayah Lulav Nital Bamikdash Shiva. In the beginning, in the time of the Beta Mikdash, they used to shake the Lulav in the Beta Mikdash seven days. Obam Dina and Yerushalayim, other places, Yomehad, one place. Only on the first day, Mishharav Beta Mikdash, when the Beta Mikdash was destroyed, it kin Rabani Yohanan ben Zakai, she had Lulav Nital Bamdina Shiva. Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai was metakin that even outside the Beta Mikdash area, they were going to shake the Lulav all seven days, Zechel Mikdash, to remember uh, the Beta Mikdash. Now, another takana is Sheyehe Yom Henef Kulo Asur. We know that we're not allowed to eat the new crop of this year until the Korban HaOmer was given the day after Pesach, the first day of Holomoed, which is the 16th. So any uh, time after they gave the Korban Omer. So let's make up a number. So let's say at 10 o'clock they would give Korban Omer. So at 10.01 you were allowed to eat the new crop. Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai was metaken that you, the entire 16th day is a sort to eat the new uh, crop. You have to wait till the 17th. And of course, the Gemara will explain why. So the Gemara starts. Umnalan the Avdin and Zechel Mikdash. You know, you have to do things to remember the Beit Mikdash. And the Gemara explains the Amar Kera. The pasuk says Ki Ale Arucha Lach Umi Makotayich Erpaech Neum Hashem Ki Daha Kar Ulach Tzion He Doresh En La Hashem says we are going to heal you because no one is asking for Yerushalayim. Miklal De Bayadrisha. It shows that people have to remember Yerushalayim. Number two, the entire day of the 16th is Asur. My time out's the reason. Because very, very quickly the Bet HaMikdash will be built. People are going to say, last year, last year there was no Korban Omer, and we ate the morning of the 16th. So over here also, even though there's a Bet HaMikdash, we'll eat on the morning of the 16th also. We'll eat it at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. We'll eat breakfast from the new crop. Beloya, the Ainda, not going to know that Ishtakad, Lahav Omer, last year there was no Korban Omer, and therefore, Eir Mizrahitir. And that's what just the morning, the sunlight, it's Mutar. Eat the breakfast nine o'clock, you can eat any cereal you want. Hashtad, Ika Omer, Omer, but they're not going to know that now that there's a Bet Mikdash, there's a Korban Omer, you have to wait till 10 o'clock when they give Korban Omer. Now, all that is nice and cute. The, the Gemara has a realistic question. The Bet Mikdash will be built when? It was built on the 16th of Nisan. Uh, well, the morning came and there was no Bet Mikdash, and it's, it's already Mutar. 
You don't need to wait for Korban Omer. Okay, so let's say it was built on Pesach, uh, on the 15th or before it. Then then from the 16th in the middle of the day and on, it should be mutar. They didn't have to wait till the, till the night of the 17th. Because we already know the time of the Beit HaMikdash, people are far away from the Beit HaMikdash. They don't know if Korban Omer was given or not. They're allowed from Chatzot HaYomalan because we know... We know the betin is never going to be late with korban omer, and we know by midday, uh, you, the korban omer was given, and you could eat the new crop. So, at what point was it built? So the gemara explains. We're worried. The takanat of Rabbanu Hanan Zakai was they were worried that the Beit Hamikdash will be built on the fifteenth, right before shkiah. Or the night of the 16th, it was built, and there's not going to be enough time to go out, cut the new uh, wheat, new crop, bring it, do Korban Omer, to dry it and everything, and we're worried that they're not going to be able to give it by midday, they're only going to be able to give it later in the day, and people are going to eat early, and instead of eat, uh, waiting till Korban Omer, because they're not going to hear about it, therefore, just say the entire 16th is Asur, and you can only start eating on the night of the 17th. And of Nahman bar Yitzhak Amar, he explains the whole takana of Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai a little bit differently. Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai, Beshitat Rabbi Yehuda Amara. He holds like Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar, when the Torah says you're not allowed to eat the new crop until the middle of this day, Ad Atzmo Shalyom, until the 16th. He holds Ad Ve'ad Bichlal. So you have to wait the entire day. Until the night of the seventeenth. So, like, my ask the question of the Haman by Yitzchak. Does Rabbi Yochanan Zakai really hold like Rabbi Yehuda? He already argues that Tanan. We learned the Masechet Menachot. Mishalavet the Megdash. It kind of Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. She here Yom Hennef Kolo Asur. The entire sixteenth is Asur. And Amar Rabbi Yehuda that Ba'alom in the Torah was Asur. It's already Asur from the Torah. Dechtiv Adaitzem Yom Azeh. Until the end, it sounds like Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. Holds it's only midrabanan, it's only his takanan, uh, it's asur, and Rebuda holds it already from the Torah. The Gemara explains, over there, Rebuda didn't understand Rebuhanam and Zakai's reason. Yusuf Rebuda held that Rebuhanam and Zakai was saying that midrabanan kamar, that the entire day was asur midrabanan, vilohi. Opposite, Rebuhanam and Zakai was midoraita kamar. He was talking the Oraita, the Gemara doesn't understand. It says that Rabbi Yohanan was metakenet. That means he's the one who set it up. That means it's him. He's the Rabbanan. No, the Gemara explains it. darash He was doresh, it was metaken, that it's a Oraita, that the entire day of the 16th is asur to eat the new crop. Now the next Mishnah, Barishonayu Mekablin Aidut Tahodesh Kolayom. Originally they would be Mekabel the Aidut, the testimony of the new month of Tishri on the thirtieth day of Elul up until night time. But the problem is Pamahat Nishtahu Aidim Ilavo. One time the Aidim took their time until they came. They came later afternoon. Vinit Kalkelu Alevim Bashir. The Leviim would sing the song of Hall in the morning. In the afternoon, they would sing the song, if it's holiday, they'd sing Roshana, for example. But uh, one time they came late, and they already gave the Korban of the Minha, Tamim Minha, Shal Ben Arbaim, and they didn't sing the right song. You could only accept witnesses until Minha. Once Minha time came, that's it. 
if they bow Adim in a Minha al Ma'ala, if the Adim came after Minha time, Noagin Otoyam Kodesh, Ul Mahar Kodesh. They would do a two day Rosh Hashanah, the first day and the second day, the 30th of Elul, and uh, what would be the next day after it. Mishara Beta Megdash, and there's no more singing. He was metaken that you accept testimony the entire day. So the Gemara asks, what was the kilkul? What was the, the kilkul that they did? What was the mistake they did with the song? So the Gemara explains, They didn't say any song by Tamid Shel Ben Arman. They didn't know if the Adim were coming. And they should sing of Rosh sing Hall. They didn't sing. They sang the song of Hall with the Minha of Minha Korban. And Rabbi Zerah brings a proof. And Amar Lord Rabbi Zerah the Ahava Berer. Rabbi Zerah told his son Ahava, "Puk terele who go tell to the rabbis in Babel who said they didn't sing anything." Hachamim were metaken not to accept any testimony after Minha in order so they could say the song and give the korbanot and everything without any problems. Now, if they said the song of Hall, now understand the mistake. But if they didn't sing at all, period, what's the mistake? They just didn't sing. So that explains what B'nai Babel would say. Since they didn't sing anything at all, there's no greater mistake than that. So now, Mativ Ravaha Barhuna on B'nai Babel. Tamid Shana Shahrit. Karev Kilchatov. Taidim came before Kaban Tamid of the morning. It gives given regular. The Musaf Mawomer. What do you say in Musaf? Haninu Lalim Ozenu Hari Odel Hayakob. And then over there it's Tikoba Hodeshofar, etc. Bimha Mawomer. Kola Shem Yahil Midbar. Obizman Shahar Shanan Liot Bahamishiba Shabbat. If it's on a Thursday, Shashiro Ashelod. Anyways, the song of the fifth day is Haninu Lalim Ozenu. Loaya Omer Bishahit Haninu. They wouldn't say it in the morning, Haninu. Mipne Shehozev Kofel. Because you're going to end up just saying the same thing in Musaf. Elamao Omer. So what would you say in Shahrit? You would say, Hasiroti Mesevel Shikmo. Starting from the middle of the Perek. If the Aidim came after the Korban was given, you would say Haninu in the Shahrit, even though you would end up just saying the same thing by Musaf. Now, I understand if you would say that every time we have a Safek sing the song of Hall, Hainu de Kamar Omro. Now I understand why it says to say it, the Haninu, and then just repeat it in Musaf. Makes sense. But if you said that in the case where they're not sure if today is going to be Roshana or not, they didn't say Haninu at all, like Rabel said, my what does Omro Vekoflo mean? Meaning in Shahrit, they never said it because they were in Safek. They weren't sure what they're going to do later in the day. So the Gemara answers the Shani Hatam. When Rosh Hashanah falls out on Thursday, and we're not sure if today is going to be Rosh Hashanah. If not, we say Hanu because the Shira de Omehi. It's the song of the day. It's Thursday. We're saying it anyways. So in general, we would stop it. We wouldn't say anything if we're in Suffolk. But if it's Thursday, and anyways, that's the the song of the day. So we might as well say it. And okay, if later on in the day we find that it's Rosh Hashanah, then we're saying it anyways.
So we have no proof that if there was a safek, they would say the weekday um, is more, because it's very possible that they didn't say anything at all. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.